everybody. Hi. Welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic. The podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast where it's... I, Laura, chat to my friend Stacey. And it's spiritually... Muse. Amusing. <laughs> no, it's spiritual musings, occasionally amusing. Yay. Yay. Which it is. I talk to Stacey and Tracy on this podcast and I ask her questions about her life as a psychic medium, random questions. Sometimes we have a ghost story by listeners. Every time we have a ghost story, it's like our token thing. It's You're talking thing. about sometimes. It's sometimes. our thing. It's at the end. Tune in. Keep it's everyone's listening. favourite part. Listen through our waffle <laughs> and then you'll get to the ghost story. <laughs> yep. You have to, like, that's your payment. Yeah. And mm. then. And, and we have fun. Yep. We do. We make ourselves laugh. But sometimes, like today, we talk about some, not serious, but we talk about things that are not just close to my my human experience and my soul's evolution and journey, but just heavy topics, you know, overall for everybody. Um, Deep. Yeah. And yep. uh, today I wanted to talk about uh, a topic that came up from the Riv Boot Camp that seemed to be quite something that a lot of people were really interested in. And we had technical difficulties that night. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, and it meant that some people could jump on and some people couldn't. But what it m- really meant was that I didn't get to record the session and people weren't able to watch it back f- for those that missed it. So I promised everyone that I would talk about it, that I would cover it, that I would uh, do something. So decided to make an episode out of it. So today we're going to talk about faith. Yeah. Faith, 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 faith. Just call me Faith. All right. Come on, Faith. Faith. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. Faith, Tracy, what is faith? Is it more than just an understanding of other things that are bigger than what we no, can potentially it's not, understand? It's not an understanding. Why not? It's a it's more like a belief. Right. Than an understanding. So like you know how in the episode where we were talking about seeing is believing? Yes. It's the same with faith, experiencing the full circle of having faith yes. creates faith. Like first comes the belief, then comes faith in the belief. And faith is almost just like a knowing. It's just, it's not an understanding. It's a knowing. It is a full, a full self, just belief, knowing, all encompassing, no doubt. Yep. That's faith. And what's, not understanding. Okay. Yep. All right. So when you have faith in spirit, which I do, so when I talk about finding your faith and perhaps moving from mainstream blind faith that religion tends to, you know, inhabit within its walls, um, which is better than no faith, don't get me wrong, I've spoken about that before. You have. When you move from blind faith, because I have a lot of people, a lot of clients, a lot of people in the Riv Boot Camp as well, having that question brought up about moving from mainstream religion from their whole life and how they feel this sense of guilt or they feel shame or they feel embarrassed or they feel almost like they've lost a sense of identity because they can no longer use their faith or their blind faith as part of who they are. But they know that they no longer have faith 
yes. in that construct, in that human uh, delivery of of the message or whatever. It's not that they don't believe in a higher power or that they don't want to. It's just that they they no longer have faith in the deliverance and and the the meaning and and I guess the agenda. And so fair enough. Yeah, yep. well, totally. Like fair, yep. huge yep. fair. Yeah. So when we move over to faith. I talk about my experience with faith coming from the place of never having known what faith was, but always wanting it. But other people always told me that they had it, or I knew that they had it because they would talk about it. But I was just like, well, I don't understand it because obviously I didn't have faith. Yes. But me being me, but also me obviously being here to do what I need to do was part of it as well. I had to go on this quest to find faith. And without realizing it, it wasn't until I completely surrendered and let go of everything I thought I knew and wanted and needed and where I was heading, my agenda, and listened to spirit, my higher self speak to me, not just like the spirits that I can speak to and not God, universe. Yeah, yeah. But just whatever the sources are that I can speak to, when I listened to them and I acted without any kind of ego acknowledgement, so no judgment, no fear, no nothing, I was just like, well, what have I got to lose? I'm just going to do what you tell me to do. And I did it. And then when you see the full circle of the result of what you do when they tell you to do it, and you see it over and over and over again, and it pulls you out of the depth of, for me, it was a deep, dark, like deep, 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 dark. For some people, it's not. It doesn't need to get that bad, hopefully. But for me, it did. And when you climb out of it and you realize that it was your belief and your trust in something greater than you and just signing over and surrendering and you're not passively doing it because you have to do it. It's not a pretty thing. No, it's not. Absolutely not. Uh, You know, you have to fight for yourself. Struggle. Yeah. To let go. Yeah. Uh, but when you do that, you're just held. That's all I can really describe it as. It's a held, you know, there's like, it's not a safety net. It's more like clouds under your feet. If you know, we want to get like that. But when you see it happen over and over and over again, you realize that your higher self spirit cannot give you a bum steer. Like you cannot fail because even the, the struggle becomes something beautiful. Only then when you get to the point where you're not struggling anymore and you start to realize that because of your trust and belief and surrender to the higher self or the powers that be or to God or whoever it is that you want to talk about, universe, source, whatever, only when you allow them to guide you and you see the result, the only word for that is faith. The, the word, the, the, the terminology, the actual word to describe that energy and that process is faith. It's not an understanding. It's not a belief. It's not trust. It's all encompassing of all of that. Everything. That's faith. All of the things. Mm. And in what I've seen over the last few years, which is only an actually relatively new kind of epiphany that I've had in in being able to, because I'm someone who, unless I've experienced it or seen it come full circle, I ain't preaching. Like I ain't talking about it. I'm not teaching it, not preaching it, not talking about it. Don't want to. But it's only very recently, like this year, probably because of COVID, that I've been able to see that there seems to be an order in which I'm going to pull out, pull out some big words here that are normally quite associated and aligned with religion. 
mercy, hope, faith, grace. Mm-hmm. First comes mercy. Oh, okay. Yep. Then comes hope. Then comes faith. And then comes grace. And that's something that I've noticed to be kind of an order that just, it, just over the years, I'm just noticing in people's journeys that continue, yeah. that go through it like I have. They go through those. Yeah. They kind so, of arrive at yeah, okay. faith after mercy. After. Can you talk a bit about each one? Yep. So, Using an example. So the mercy, the mercy, I guess, was... I guess it depends again on your perception. So the yes. mercy for me was that day that I was sitting on my front veranda and I was just like, okay, looking up, guys, like obviously you guys are not going to let me check out because I've tried and you're not letting me. So that's out of the picture. If you're keeping me here, what are you keeping me here for? And it's a matter of just say, like to me it was a matter of just saying in just complete desperation and hopelessness and utter kind of just desperation at the same time, but no real desperation. It was almost like the end is the endest of endest desperation. You just exasperated. Completely. Yeah. Great word. But were you, so you were asking for mercy? No. Or they were showing you mercy? What came was mercy. They showed mercy. But I guess in one way I was asking for mercy without realizing it. For reprieve. Well, no, I was asking for, I was surrendering. Okay. And I was just saying like, okay, you're keeping me here for a reason. There has got to be a greater purpose than this. The what? I want to know. Yeah. I'm ready. What? I'm ready to do it. Like, what is it? There's got to be a greater purpose to this suffering than just for me. Yeah. Just for my family, just for my husband. Yeah. Like there, there has to be more to it than just me. Yeah. Like, fuck that. I was over me. Yeah. I'm done with me. Yeah. And that went on to the whole rant to spirit, just sitting there, just tears streaming down my face to the point where there was no emotion at all. And I remember just saying, I've gotten myself to here. This is how, this is where I have steered myself to in what I thought I needed to do, how I needed to do it. And I want to check out. I'm leaving it up to you guys. Like, if you're going to keep me here, you got to show me how to do it because I don't know how to do it. That's mercy. It ended up being mercy because then I went to the doctors the next day and they said, hey, you don't have multiple sclerosis. Yeah. You're actually going to be healed in the next month. Yeah. It was like that whole moment of mercy and a miraculous healing, like if you, if you want to go that far. <laughs> It's like what they talk about in mainstream religion, the stories that you hear about people. It's like miracles. That was my miracle. Yeah. And that's mercy. That you didn't have it. Correct. So what's after that's mercy? mercy? Hope. How so does that, that? Because when you receive mercy. It gives you. Hope. Okay. And the only word you can really give it is hope. If you come back to what your heart is saying your heart will tell you hope. It's hopeful. No matter what your head is saying, no matter what your voice is saying, if we can get people to go to their heart, they're going to say, my heart feels hopeful. Yeah. My heart is full of hope. Yeah. Then when you have hope, you start to move in a vibration that's a bit up. You start to raise your vibration. Yeah. And then when we get to hope, we then develop faith because we start to see the full circle of like, okay, if I trust, if I believe, if I move in this 
higher energy. If I follow that. If I trust it, if I just surrender and let it take the lead and not not be aggressive or assertive, just passively and beautifully and willingly hold on, then you start to just go, huh, this is actually really, really easy and this is beautiful and it feels good. Don't need to resist that shit. And more important, on the outside, your reality, your your life, your actual life starts to reflect hope and faith and mercy because you're vibrating with it. Your soul now has it because you've truly experienced, not just said you have it or used the words. Yeah, it's downloaded. You've, you've got it. Yeah. It, it is imprinted on your soul. Your soul no longer needs to learn that. Yeah, the light flicks on. Correct. And maybe. what do you think that feels like? Grace. Ta-da. <laughs> and in comes Grace. She trots on through the door. She does. Just see, she sashays through. Um, she glides. She, of course she does. She just glides. She glides. It's just effortless. It's yeah. just a glide. It just flows. And it's beautiful and it feels just, it feels like the word grace sounds. Yeah. Like all those do, mercy, hope, faith and grace. They just, they're just beautiful when you say them. And they are heavily rooted in religion, those words. That's only because they've they've been defined and... Well, they're heavily rooted in in religion because uh, my true, 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 true honest belief as as Tracy, as Stacey, as Tracy, sorry, not as Stacey, is that all religion, the the founders, the deep roots, the the very beginnings knew what I know. Came from... From this. The same place. It's just all interpretation. And how it's been lost in translation. It gets caught up in ego. Agenda. Correct. Correct. And then people go on that ride. Correct. Take it further and further and then you end up with something that's... Uh And that's why Spirit said to me for the last few years now, blind faith is better than no faith. Yeah. Which is why I'll never knock another religion. I heard you, whenever I heard you say that, I I cringe on the inside. I'm like, Really? Because how can mm-hmm. someone believing, having faith in something so opposite, mm. be better than no faith? Because their soul still has faith. It's they better have that, to acknowledge that, but no, don't they? No, it's better. Well, you would hope that they do. Because otherwise they could do a lot more damage than someone with no faith, couldn't but they? But that's part of the grand plan. Right. Okay. Yeah. We have to have dark and light. Mm. But blind faith is basically souls having a human experience now yeah whoever is part of mainstream religion has blind faith yep some of them have faith Maybe real not. faith yeah so yep. no i'm not trying yep. to generalize because no. many people probably would yep. but like i know my mother-in-law who is part of a mainstream religion has faith like yes. she has blind faith but she has faith I know she does. Maybe they've and experienced things in their own Correct. Right so I don't want to kind of moment. completely yeah. dismiss of the people that do. Yep. But we have to have those, we, we have, what we have to acknowledge is that when you have your human experience, however many past lives you've ever had before, you come back to your human experience with what your soul needs to learn not learning again what it's already learned. So people who have blind faith, their soul has already learnt faith. 
Yes, okay. It's just not up to the grace bit. <laughs> ah, gotcha. And sometimes from what I can gather as well and from what I've been told and shown, told by spirit but shown by people who have crossed over, is that... I love that. I love how you just said that. Sorry, go on. What? What about it? Just your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> so... What I've real, what I've learned or understand is yes. that some people as well, when they have a human experience, it's like a rest life. Uh-huh. It's like a life where their soul gets some mercy, and their whole life is mercy because it will start all over again. So it's like they are born into a religion, they live a ho hum kind of existence. Yep. Don't yep. float too many boats and burn too many bridges and. Yep. It's kind of just safe. Cruise. Yeah, it's safe. Yeah. And it's held in usually mainstream religion, right. a blind faith. Yeah, yeah. But it's really just to journey them through this human experience with some rest, some respite, because they're getting some mercy. Because they've been through a lot of shiz. Potentially. Yeah. From what I can gather. Like, yeah. I don't know all there is to know. No, of course. But when you kind yeah. of have been doing it for your whole life, you piece Something some of the... Piece together. There's things that don't change. There's things that are constant that yeah. I can't argue with yeah. because I don't ask for what comes through. I just receive what comes through. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you're not judging it. You're not... No. Well, yep. And I don't seek. Yes. I just open up and whatever comes through, comes through. Yeah. I don't yeah. seek to answer questions. I've never been someone who uses my abilities or my heightened abilities and developed abilities to be able to say, hey, guys, what's the answer to this question? I just, I can't do it. Yeah. But there are lots of constants and things that by uh, nearly 40 years, there's a lot of patterns that you see that I can't argue with. Pardon? I said 40. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. You spring chicken, you? There's a pattern. There is a and pattern. There's things that ring true. There is, and it's only like, um, obviously, the obviously in the last probably two years, I've gone to full time booked out work, so I'm churning over the numbers and yep. I'm seeing more, which means I'm getting more opportunity to see those patterns, yeah, much quicker and harder and faster. Makes a clearer picture for you. Yeah, there are many things that are different but there are many more things that are exactly the same for everybody. Yeah. And that's not my personal judgment or opinion. It's Mm -hmm. just what I see. It's your observation. Great word. Love it. And for me, I just have full faith in that, that observation because spirit hasn't changed it. Like spirit, spirit will tell me when I'm getting things wrong. Yeah. And I'm not, a lot of the things that I talk like I'm not getting anything wrong now because they're not telling me I'm getting it wrong. They're not correcting, yeah. Mm. And sometimes, like, you might see me or hear me kind of yeah, think about it for a second. It's because I'm listening because I have faith in what they're saying. And if I want to be – I don't – spirit's probably the only person – or not the only person, but the only energy that I'll be corrected by without batting an eyelid. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy can be corrected. Tracy cannot. <laughs> Fair enough, though. Yeah, you're human. <laughs> yeah, the human part of me—that's a true Gemini. It's just like okay, you're that not one part. Buddha. <laughs> I don't know. You're sometimes. Tracy. <laughs> but Stacy tends to um, be mm. much more um, or much less inhibited, and um, she she just has no judgment. Yeah. No, no, nothing. She's just an energy that just. 
allows things to move through her. Yeah. Yeah. And you've, you have worked your way there. Well, what I've realized is that Stacy has always been there. Yes. It's just my acceptance of her and allowing her to shine. Yeah. Um, most of the time because I like her better than I like Tracy, but I'm starting to like Tracy or not starting. I started to like Tracy a couple of years ago and -hmm. now I really like Tracy, but Stacy's far cooler. (laughs) (laughs) I have a bit of a, a bit of a thing for (laughs) Stacy. Cause I, like, I don't see Stacy like everyone else gets to see Stacy. I don't. It's just um, it's just occurred to me how crazy this will sound because like we call you Stacy when you're yeah. working, you're doing your thing. I used to call it Tracy Tracy. Uh huh. But my father-in-law, we've I've been married to my husband Matt for fifteen years in December, and my father-in-law, I love him. He's he's amazing. Um, but even after fifteen years, on the rare occasion, actually, it's not actually that rare. <laughs> if I'm being honest, <laughs> he will call me Stacy. Yeah. So it's sort of become your spiritual alter ego. Yeah. It's like, it's just a funny thing. And when I told Laura that story, she now calls Tracy, Tracy, Stacy. So Tracy, Tracy, Stacy and Stacy or Tracy, Tracy is me, Tracy, when I am working. Yeah. Or if I text you something, if I, yeah, if if you want to ask a question, it'll be Stacy. Yeah. Stacy. Yeah. (laughs) It's Tracy, not here yeah. <laughs> it's a spiritual question ask your guide stacy's what would not Stacey here right do? now asking for a friend it's like stacy's not here tracy's drunk <laughs> i'm joking she's joking. not tracy joking. doesn't get drunk she's so not joking guys <laughs> tracy doesn't get drunk so yeah um but there are many different i think um you know like you were talking before like you know we were we were going to do a faith episode that yes. has sort of been sitting in on the back burner for a couple of weeks now and this talk yeah and it was interesting to hear your um i guess reflections on and ideas about what you wanted to talk about during the faith episode because yep. you went straight to the different types of faith yes. and yep. um over the over time and where faith has probably come from yep. uh and I basically just shot you down and just went, that's not the kind of faith I'm talking about. But it does show how faith um, is a constant in in my mind. It's just kind of faith is is the one constant that that their mercy and grace and hope they're all constants too Mm -hmm. but faith is a universal word applied to religion and I would much prefer in well I not much prefer I do refer to it as blind faith if it has any kind of religious context behind it yeah because it's not true faith yeah it's learnt faith it's blind faith. And it comes from, we've chatted about it before, a place of fear or pressure. Correct. And shame. Yes. Into it. Correct. It's fear of if I don't believe this will happen. Yeah. That's not faith. Faith is forward yeah. moving. Mm. And non-judgmental. Mm. Yeah. Faith is not confining or oppressing yeah. or suppressing. Yeah. It is forward moving because I have faith I do this yeah. and it, and I expand not because I have faith in in all of the wrath that may occur exactly. I don't do these things yeah and and that's it's so simple it's so black and white 
it's like the black is blind faith yeah. and the white is forward faith. Yeah. And finding faith. And... and faith is something that I love taking people through that process. In some of my mentoring clients, like literally they'll sign up just to find faith. Yeah. And that makes me cry every time. I can understand that though, for sure. I fucking wish I was there for myself. It's such a confusing <laughs> time, especially if you've come from a religious background or maybe not even, like maybe just knowing that there, there's there got to be something more. But Like me when I was little. What is it? Yeah. Um, like me, I had a Catholic upbringing, but I always knew I couldn't articulate it, not really until I met you. Like, I was like, fuck, I'm glad I've met you because I fucking knew it. (laughs) (laughs) I told you that. I've told you that before. I remember having a few wines saying, I knew we had, I think I used to call it like our soul never dies. It it doesn't. How can it? Like our body dies, but we go on, man. (laughs) Man. 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 But I was, it was sort of a relief to find out you were, turns out she's psychic because I was like. You can really answer these questions now <laughs> for me because <laughs> I'd seen a couple of psychics and, you know, I'd have my reading, but then I always had so many more questions about. I didn't about... know that. Yeah. I didn't know you'd been seeing other people. I saw, <laughs> not since I've been seeing you. <laughs> Being you, I've, I'd had a couple of readings. There was Oscar. I've talked to you about Oscar before. Was I Stacy when you spoke look to me, at me about that? Blankly, no, I've mentioned him a few times oh, now. Because I actually got, I went and saw him because I got a gift voucher to see him. Correct, I remember. Now it's all good. It's all coming yeah. back. Yeah, I love when you look at me blankly. It's all um, back though. And then there was another lady called Lee, I think. And anyway, yeah. So, but and the reading was great. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but I had more questions about you know their life or how they always yes exactly and that's why I said to you I had a client the other day I think it was yesterday and it was literally an hour of power it was just like okay I've got 152 questions and I want you to answer them all it's like is their life after death is God real is Jesus real is like their light and dark what happens when I see a feather it was just like all these questions we're trying to find faith it was a 47 year old man who had just basically in one hour wanted to know all the questions he'd ever had in his life yes that's and I me. just and I just thought that was amazing. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do next episode. Yeah, we're going to just answer just questions. Tracy. <laughs> yeah. What does it mean when I find a feather? Well, that's a Stacy question. It depends on the color. It is a Stacy. It does question. depend on the color, but and where it's found. We've we've talked about this a little bit. We have already, and it's just boring. I know. <laughs> No, I mean, I know you find it boring, but no one else does. <laughs> you bitch. Anyway. Yeah. Tracy thinks it's boring. That Stacey was a doesn't. fun little chat. It was. <laughs> so, yeah, without, you know, trying to make light of it or, um, you know, breeze over it, faith is something that really rattles people when there's when there's a when there's sort of like a something rocking that boat. It's kind of like when there's some doubt and some questions. And the one thing that I would say is that what you are actually looking for is something to believe in and something that feels real. It's a feeling that you're searching for that lets you know that that belief is real. It's a 
it's a congruent, a, a coherent message that goes through your body when you believe in something. And often with my clients who have moved from or are moving, transitioning from mainstream religion more into the spiritualist type viewpoint or lifestyle, um, you're not losing faith. You haven't lost faith. You've, you're just recognizing that the belief systems and the values and the principles and the morals and the integrity that is held behind your previous religion or beliefs no longer align with you. And if you look at the grand plan of what we're here to do as a spiritual being, having a human experience, the sole purpose is to evolve. And in this lifetime, if you are evolving from blind faith of mainstream religion into the potential for true faith, then you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do and spirit will not let you down. And acknowledging that fall from grace that some people might refer to it as is really just your moment for mercy. And it's all just to perception. And so the way that we do it is through the light and through moving forward and seeing how it's happening for you. The way that your old mainstream religion will teach you is to keep you in fear, to... Mm -hmm. A punishment. A punishment to, um, you know, have that, all the sins that you're experiencing when it's it's those sins, they're, they're going to feel like sins, but what you will experience is mercy. When you have completely deleted all your sins, when you have lived them out, when you have done it, when you have been there and experienced the deep, dark depths of the ego, all that is left is bottom. And when I do mentoring, as scary as it might sound to put people off, um, I take people as quick as I possibly can to bottom, as quick as I possibly can. If I haven't done it with them before we start mentoring in a session before they choose to mentor, it will happen in the first session of mentoring you're gone, like you're straight back to zero. Eradicate, eradicate, eradicate. Clean the slate. Yeah. We'll just bring you down to zero yeah. and make you realise how it's not scary. It's actually the most beautiful yeah. experience you could ever imagine. Liberating. It, 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 yeah. It is emotional. It's all of it. Like it's heavy. It's exhausting. It's It's a journey. But when you do it with people like me who can hold space because we're strong enough, but also have the most pure intention for each person. There is no judgment from where you've come from or, or even where you're going after you've left me. I don't yeah. want people to be with me forever because that means you're not evolving. Not doing it. Yeah. yeah. Unless I'm evolving and you're evolving alongside of me. Yeah. I'd love to be able to hear from you every now and then to show me how you're living with your life and yeah. what you do and where you go and the amazing magic that you're creating. But if I'm still in your life, then I haven't done my job. Mm. So taking people back to that ground zero and just saying, see, this is what you've been told to be afraid of all along. And look what you're actually finding. You're finding mercy. And now follow these steps and you'll discover faith. That's it's pretty so crazy. Beautiful, yeah, it, it is. And it's like I get to do this day in and day out. That's huge. It's a huge gig. It is. I've got a client. I'm sure she won't mind me mentioning this, but she uh, was a client first, then became a mentoring client. Um, and 
when she first came to me, she was like, I don't know why I have booked with you. I have no idea. Christian faith. Yeah. Um, no idea why I have booked for you. But followed through and uh-huh. acted. And did it. Yep. And then last week, six months after that first meeting, even though nearly every month since then, she's just like, now I know why. Now I know why. <laughs> last month was the clincher because something earth-shattering occurred in her life. Oh, right. And she she reached out and said, oh, we're, we're in close contact, but she reached out and said, now I really know why that day happened and I mm. could never, ever, ever have dealt with and continue to think about dealing with what my life's going to be now because of this earth-shattering news. You were sent to get me ready. And I wasn't ready, but now I'm ready. Wow. And, like, I'm done. Like, I'm not done with her, but I'm, like, done. I could die today kind of thing. And it's just like, yep. (laughs) And it's just, like, that's it's not me that's doing that. It's all her. It's her just vulnerability. Yeah. And it's her bravery and her courage and her grace and just faith. Yep. Divine timing. and in, in following her higher self, her guidance, like we, we work with God, we work with the light. So where the light leads us, we just follow and we just know that if that light means that we're going to see the boogeyman under that light, then cool. It's we're not meant to meant be afraid of that boogeyman. Wow. We're meant to ask for mercy, go through the hope, go through the faith and go through the grace. It's this constant evolution within evolution. You don't just get it once. It's a continuous. Like I'm constantly receiving mercy and hope and faith and grace but you, all the time. It goes through the cycles Correct. now rather than getting stuck. Because my soul has all of them. Mm. So now I can experience all of them. Yeah. It's recognising. Correct. It's yeah. like educating your soul. Once uh-huh. you've got the education, you can't unlearn it. Once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Once you've heard it, you can't unhear it. Yeah. Once you've felt it, you can't unfeel it. Yeah. So my soul knows all of it. And I find it hilarious, but at the same time obvious that it wasn't until I went that full circle that I then was able to serve the way that I do. Whereas up until that point, I could still see dead people. I could still speak to spirit. I still knew shit about people that I shouldn't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it wasn't until after I went full circle that I, it was almost like I'd opened up the ability then to be able to serve because I can take, I could only ever take people to where I'd been before, yeah. but now I can take people all the way through and that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Cause that's what you're here to do. But faith is is the most amazing thing to have, especially like because for me I had such a focus on it when I was younger. Like it is a huge thing for me to talk about because mm. it wasn't like I just went along my whole life and then all of a sudden had this experience happened. It was something that I know that I didn't have. Like I was so acutely aware of not having it and my whole life. why and... Like I used to ask the Mormons to come in. Like, yeah the Jehovah Witness, I just wanted to, I would just sit there for hours and just listen to everything they could talk about. I read the Bible when I was 12. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to figure out. I just wanted, I I just knew I didn't have it. And what was wrong with me? Like, I just, I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, am I the devil? (laughs) 
You know, like my dad, when I was born, like this is going to sound so bad, sorry, dad, but um, my mom went in to have me and the night that she was in labour, they were playing The Omen mm. on the TV in the hospital mm-hmm. and the baby's, the devil's child, Satan's child is Damien. And so I, whenever my dad used to drink when I was younger um, or get cranky, he would call me Damien. <laughs> <laughs> and so oh, there was a part goodness. of me that obviously as a child kind of took that in and knowing like me inside me, yeah. knowing that I was different, it's like, am I Damien? Like maybe I am. Like he's, I'm being called Damien. Yeah. If the shoe fits kind of thing. It was a little seed. I ain't fucking Cinderella. <laughs> I got that ain't girl. shoe fitting. <laughs> Seat taken. Uh-huh. So for me, you know, that whole faith conversation is a heavy one. Like it's one it that. Is. Yes, it is. Deep. One that is close to my heart. And so is Grace. Grace was huge. Oh, they all are. Hope's probably the least. And I'll tell you what's really fucking funny. I have a cousin named Hope. And Why I think it's funny? because because I think I've always had hope. I think my soul has had hope. Uh-huh. That's why I don't think it was something that I'm, uh-huh. that I'm so profound not, with. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But I was very profound with mercy. Not as profound as I was with faith and grace. Hmm. But no profound moments with hope. And... I kind of missed mercy and it wasn't until hindsight that I called that mercy mm-hmm. and could see that it was mercy. Mm-hmm. But faith and grace, I, I, I remember when they dropped in. Mm. It's huge. Life changing. Like you say, once you know and once you feel it, you, you can't, there's no. You can't take it away from me. No. No one can. I can't even take it away from me, mm. which is why. I don't want to kill myself anymore, mm-hmm. which is why I don't need 10 opiates a day, which is why I don't need two bottles of wine a day, which is why I don't need to lie anymore, mm-hmm. which is why I don't need to hide anymore, which is why I can just, I am free to be me. You've arrived. I've arrived and I'm safe and I feel safe more within myself. Yeah. And you want that for others. It's all I want for others. Yeah just to feel safe within themselves, to know that when they are with themselves, they are safe. Because otherwise we're our own alibi. I was my own alibi for 30 years. Yeah. Just my own alibi. And now, look at you now. I have nothing to to hide. Mm. It's just all there. Mm. Beautiful. Thanks for sharing. That's You're welcome. huge. Mm. Hopefully it helps people just Hopefully. open up our minds a bit and clear it all up a little bit. I love how you described mercy, hope, hope faith and grace. It's beautiful. Mm. Underpins everything, all religion. And that's, that's why I truly, like there is something innate inside of me that just knows that the foundation, the very root of all religion is exactly the same. Of course it bloody friggin' is. But 
I wouldn't know that. There's two things that make me see it so simply and have just so much faith in that that's the truth because I I recognise that mercy, hope, faith and grace are in every religion. It's like the foundation of them, you know, in terms of all their scriptures. But when spirit, which is my boss kind of thing, turns around and says, we're totally cool with mainstream religion because it keeps people in faith and blind faith is better than no faith. It made me, it validated me in so many fucking ways because I never had a problem with religion ever. Mm. Yet I'm me and religion always was against me and who Mm. I was and told me I didn't fit and told me I had to be a certain person or labeled me. And yet no matter how much there was against me, I just wanted to embrace everything they had to offer. And there's a, there's a part of my soul that just knows that it's not religion. That's the problem. It's man. Or yeah. Woman. It's human. It's, it's ego. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's fear. It's people living in fear and that exists inside religion. It exists everywhere. You can't yeah. hide from it. Yeah. Yeah. I experience fear mm. as well. I just choose to use it as a, a highlighter to show me where I can grow and it's evolve. A highlighter. Exactly. It's an evolution trigger. You put it in its place. and Well, it's you don't put tool. it in its place. You just say thank you for showing me an opportunity to evolve. Yeah, well, put it in perspective. Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, because there's fear that says your life's in danger, run, mm. freeze mm. or fight. Mm. And then there's fear that and, and literally because you're going to die. Mm. And then there's fear that says run, freeze and fight because this is going to hurt. Yeah. We're not going to choose to hurt. No. Unless we've already previously done it and gotten ourselves to a point where that's all we choose like I did. Yeah. Or when you learn it's not necessarily. When you're validated. Yeah. Or when you're shown that there's other ways to do it. And when you're very simply told you're in survival mode and you have been your whole life, what are you surviving? Mm. You might have needed to survive something that happened to you when you were three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. It served you. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not time to move on. Yeah, what are you surviving right now? Mm. You're married. You've got kids. You've got a house. You've got a job. You've got family. You've got friends. What are you surviving? Mm. Nothing. So why are you behaving like you are? Yeah. It's time to thrive. Yeah. Sounds a little bit wanky, but it's true. Well, wank away. <laughs> <laughs> well, all righty then. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you so much. I think all our listeners do. Do you want a little ghost story? I'd love a little ghost story. (laughs) Just to top it off. All right. This one's from Robin. And Robin, we've been sitting on it for a while. I just undug it. So my apologies. Undug it. Undug it. Just dug it up. Dug it up. That thing. Sorry. Hi, ladies. Love your podcast. Um, Okay. You could have said just exhumed it. That would have been really fucking cool. Yes. (laughs) 
Next time. But anyway, I did a seance. <laughs> it popped on out. So, I have a ghost story from my family home. My family home was built by my father's father's parents. It has had a few renovations over the past 80 to 90 years. There are a few stories over the years all around one spirit. My grandmother saw him once and threw a lamp at him and she never <laughs> saw him again. So that did it. She killed it. <laughs> but I believe, but I still felt his presence often. A few people have felt a strange feeling in certain rooms, mainly the hall and my parents' room at the front of the house. I unfortunately have not experienced anything that I have noticed. I so wish I did. I'm with you. Anyway, when my sister and her eldest daughter were living there about 10 years ago, my niece would have been two or three. My sister asked her to come outside and my niece said, no, mummy, there is a man standing there in the hall. Freaked my sister out a little. I find it all fascinating and I'm a little jealous. <laughs> oh, I can so, um, I feel you. The man is always described as wearing a long black coat and a hat. He doesn't say anything. No one seems to know who he is or who he could be. The property was built on farmland. It's one of the original houses still standing since the 30s and 40s. Tracy, do you have any idea who he might be? And this was, did I say who it was from? It's from Robin. He's a doctor. He's a doctor? Yeah. Wow. He's a doctor who made a house call to the house. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if there was someone like from father's father's parents. Okay, yep. Who maybe have had lost a child or had had a very sick child. I feel like it's a girl. I feel like she might have had some kind of scarlet fever or something like that. It's come to some sort of okay. infection or fever or viral infection. And the doctor came to visit the child to check on her. Um, and the doctor just keeps coming back to check on the children. But he's a doctor. Right. He's a very um, respect him. He means well. He cares. Um, he's there because he wants to check on everyone to make sure that they're okay. Oh, that's yeah, beautiful. Not, it's, I don't know why he, he's... I don't think he's stuck there. Like, I don't think that that's the only place that he goes. I think what you might find is that when there's young girls or children there, um, what did she say her sisters, she said her sisters, when they lived there, who was the child? Her sister's child? Yeah, yeah. Was it a girl? Yeah, niece. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Would have been two or three at the yeah. time. Yeah, there's something about it's not boys. It's like he's there to check on the young girl who uh, the first girl, like from the original time that it happened, either died mm -hmm. or was very, very sick and he used to come there a lot to check on her and look after her. Okay. And so he comes back whenever there's a girl there, like a, a young female energy. To check. To check. That's but so I really beautiful. like his energy. He's really, he's just a real proper doctor, generally worried and concerned for the well-being. Well-meaning. Yeah. There you go, Robin. See if you can look into the family history about this young girl. Yeah. 
yeah, for sure. I um I keep smelling the smell of like um Dettol, like that kind of real what's antiseptic. That? Yeah, an antiseptic smell as well. So I don't know whether that is going to ring true or ring any kind of um memory for mm-hmm. Robin. Okay. But I keep I keep smelling Dettol, like that antiseptic smell. So he would come and clean, maybe. I'm not sure, hmm. or perhaps perform some kind of procedure. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know, but. Yeah, I like him. He's a he's a really beautiful energy. Um, he would have been maybe in his late thirties. He was a youngish doctor. Right. I'm not sure what happened to him. Um, he is showing me some sort of oldish looking car, but I don't know why he's showing me that because it's not. I I don't like. Um, it's just a picture. It's a photograph. Um, it's a still of a car out the front of a house. It's a white house. It's a sepia-coloured photo that I'm seeing. Um, and I don't know whether it was his car or just the car, a car. I don't know. I don't know. There's, it's a photo, though, of a black old-school, like, kind of buggy car out the front of a big white house. Um, I feel like he's trying to sort of reference some kind of level of wealth or level of... Um, stance within the community okay but he would cut he would be as he would date back as far as the original owners yep he would come from that timeline that era generation yeah thanks tracy yeah and there's a few questions there for you robin thanks I for sending like, it in i feel like he even might have a name connection to either um like i feel like lincoln the name lincoln I keep getting Lincoln. I love watching you say all this stuff. Do you? That's yeah. creepy. <laughs> no, but I can <laughs> see you like looking off and listening and then there's always something more. It's cool. We need to film this shit. We do. We do. When we get a studio. Yeah, not far off. <laughs> He's hoping. Mm, manifest. Trust me. I'm magical. You are. Anything else? Any final words? I need to pee. Okay. That's got nothing to do with your ghost story, Robin. <laughs> Thanks, Robin. Sames. That was a good one, Robin. And yeah. a very open energy. So Robin's energy is very open because I went in through Robin's energy to get that. So yep. well done, Robin. <laughs> I like your energy. Thank you. And we'll talk to you all later. Ciao. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.